about three o'clock in the morning and laying awake in bed and I can almost feel the caffeine <laughs> moving through my body from the iced coffee that I had at midday I didn't think would be an issue for sleep, but uh, here I am. And as I lay awake in bed, there was a noticing that for at least this moment, the the recent suffering that has been consistently there had moved away, had dissolved or perhaps the mind was perhaps not in suffering anymore Perhaps the, the suffering is still there underneath, but perhaps the mind, the storm of the emotional storm of the mind had calmed. And there was a noticing that I was back in identity again, but but in a unconscious enjoyment of the familiarity of being me again. And it was almost as if the egoic energy, the illusory mind, was rolling out the red carpet. Say, oh, well, welcome back, come, come back here. It's safe to come back now. it was almost one movement here it wasn't a, an invitation and then I could look at the invitation um, going back to egoic energy going back to the unconsciousness of the illusory identity of me it was all it was almost a sense of familiarity and comfort okay I can go back to what I was doing before and it was so subtle that I, as I laid in bed and this was processing, I, I'd imagine the, for example, when your, when your eyes are focused on an object, and then the very subtle m mechanism in the eyes where it can focus outward and focus beyond the object. It's a very subtle. I feel like. like that kind of happened there a slight flickering of awareness came in and it shone on what was happening there that's the I was back in the sort of cozy chair of identity 
and it it makes sense as well when perhaps previously there was deep suffering in the mind so it was almost forced out but when the storm passes perhaps the uh, the drive or motivation to, to become aware perhaps that left as well and almost as if in a physical sense if something was propelling something up into the air and there was a, a drive and motivation to, to do so but then then the need for that disappeared and the propulsion to go into the air that relied on the need to do that then that disappeared then it, it's not understandable there can be a natural return to what has been habitual for decades or more and in that very slight opening of awareness there's you can be presented with a question meaning do you want to go back to sleep or do you want to stay free And there's an allure to the identity. There's a, almost an ease, a, well, a, per, a perceived ease to going back into identity. We don't have to do all of the spiritual work and uh, and remain is not the right word, but we use it. Remain present in. In spite of the pain, the movements of pain, and and there's an ease, ease to kind of going back into the the, sl the sleepful state of identity. There is a perhaps there's some short-term pleasure to return back to me again. Okay. And there's an enjoyment in that when there isn't suffering in it. <clears throat> and it's the same for those who may not have encountered a lot of suffering in life. There's no reason to awaken out of it. It can seem completely absurd that it doesn't even hit their radar. If, if you were to have a conversation with somebody where they may have had a so-called happy life situation or many happy life situations and you talk to them about awakening it will be a very short conversation <laughs> followed by then leaving probably <laughs> and so in this state I find myself where It's not a sense of rejecting the identity or pushing away from it. 
It's perhaps beginning just with the noticing of of something wanting to pull you back in. So as I was laying in bed there, noticing that the suffering had abated in the mind, and noticing that ah, oh, there's there's not that same drive or to to remain in the present state. So it's almost a, if, if you can imagine a line in the centre of the room you're standing in and one foot is in presence, one foot is in identity. Or perhaps <laughs> two thirds of you are in identity and there's a glimmer of presence there. And the egoic identity is it's almost saying to you, there's no reason for you to now, you know, you, you, you can come back here, there's no suffering anymore. And it's almost as inviting as a warm bath, a familiar warm bath. But the, the glimmer of awareness is is the all-knowing, it realises that this is just a temporary bill of pleasure, of ease, good to go back into something familiar and it's it's aware that sooner or later that's going to pass as well just like everything in so-called happiness that comes in everything passes away, comes and goes and the awareness is saying Okay, right now, it may be cosy and comfortable to return to identity. Identity is advertising. It's got a big billboard of "Welcome back." It's a nice, comfortable seat here. That's called your name, and you can return to who you you think you were. You can pick up all of your egoic belongings, all your achievements, all of your personality, and you can put that egoic jacket back on the identity of you you can be you again <laughs> but the, uh, the teachers often say the spiritual teachers they once the awakening process has happened and I hear, I hear this in a lot of Ram Das's audios that I listen to that you can never go fully back to sleep. There may be a thought that, okay, or a worry even that, okay, I'm going to lose this completely, but you can never quite go back to the sleepful state you were that was there previously. Of course, things can get covered up and you can go back into identity and play that game again but never in the same way perhaps the example of when you're watching something on TV when you're younger there may not be the awareness that this is being filmed and this is being constructed that this is fictional or so into the world and then as you grow up 
whenever you watch something, you may still be immersed. It may still catch you, but there's always a thread that comes in to say that this is just fictional. It is made up and you're realizing it is not real. Even though you may be in the hypnotic state of watching something and feeling the emotions, feeling the fear or the, the thrill of what is watching, being worried about the character of what they're going through, perhaps crying in sadness and into what's going on in the screen that you're watching. But at some point there is again coming out of it the realization that it is not real. At some point if there is the covering up of awareness and the return to identity, at some point again there is the the subtlety just as I talked about the focus of the eye, the physical eye looking out as the a very subtle change in its focus that it can suddenly see what's beyond the object and in this case the spaciousness around the egoic energy there it may be in a very very subtle way it will return once again So it was interesting just noticing all of that happening and the question arising of okay why why should I remain present should I remain present that was a question being asked there as I was slipping back into the comfort of of me the unconsciousness And then there's the awareness of, oh, this is perhaps just part of the practice that's happening here. The play of going back into identity and the play of stepping back into presence, even there's almost a stepping back from all of that and just noticing the play of the egoic energy and the play of, of awakening. Just noticing that. So there's no reaction there of, there's no sort of mental analysis of, there may be the question arising, you know, should I remain awake or should I go back to sleep in a spiritual sense? And perhaps nothing needs to be done about it, just the noticing of it itself is done within a present state, within the present moment, that it, the noticing of the play can only take place with presence. And perhaps there isn't a decision that needs to be made to go, do I, you know, remain Maybe that question is not needed to be answered there. Because as soon as the question is answered is asked, 
it evokes the present state. And perhaps it would only be a thought, it might be a useful thought to say, no, I must remain present. I can't go back into identity, even though there's the temptation for that, there's the pull. And perhaps there isn't as much pull to remain present. But just a noticing of that. Is enough. There's no declarations are needed. I know I, I can't go back to there or I must remain steadfast in my presence. It's a useful thought, but it's also just a thought that's happening in in the in the in the the stillness of now and perhaps that all of this is, is just a realization that everything is just taking place in the present moment even the being asleep it's all taking place in the one present moment that perhaps there's the confirmation that you you are this, that I am, I simply I am in the present moment, whether being covered up by identity or coming back into the, pre the present moment, back into the wakefulness of the present moment. that in some ways there isn't a choice <laughs> that you, uh, in the mind it may be a mental sort of gymnastics about about this stuff but in the noticing of the play of it you're noticing that uh, you, you can't be anything else that nothing of course it could be covered up but you are that consciousness that you seek. I believe that's something that Rupert Spira mentioned in one of his videos. Just as the the visual, the physical eye in the body notices the focusing, focuses beyond the object and realizes that okay, the object is always within space. That this body and the thoughts and the mind, the identity is always within the vast spaciousness of now. And you can either see the truth of now or you can go back into the play of, tr of being somebody. And perhaps there'll be a quiet whisper to to say that well, you've been somebody for many many years and there's been lots of suffering there, lots of no's to life in that place even though right now it is in, it may seem comforting and alluring but there's a recognition of all of the resistance there being in that state and perhaps you can 
I can try something different now. Perhaps there's enough awareness to think, oh, it's only a matter of time before the identity becomes dissatisfied and unhappy. That the red carpet disappears and then it turns into something else. just shows the the journey the wakeful journey from unconsciousness to being conscious has so many ripples and subtleties and very unique as well to each person may have their individual just as I'm sharing here a sort of a personal but not non-personal experience a unique experience to one's awakening It's almost as if every person who goes through this process can almost write their own book on what happened to them and all of the different things. I'm guessing this is happening for me in an audio form, <laughs> chapter and verse of my journey into presence, which is what this is. So in some ways it's all sort of a beautiful play into awakening at times it may not seem this way it may seem like a nightmare you find yourself in the middle of identity and all of these problems and all of this you know the, the palm hits your forehead oh god back back here again well you're not realizing you're, you're asleep and you're in this generating all of these maybe a thought that just wipes you out in that place of oh, this is what my life has become and it it's almost a huge black cloud and you're back in there again unaware that there's a an unlimited peaceful still space very close by just having a funny visual that there's a beautiful peaceful beach but on the beach there's there's built a hut a soundproof hut that has no windows that maybe has some screens in there with big speakers and it's playing a horror movie or a nightmare that maybe you call your life <laughs> but you don't realize that stepping out of that hut there's a beautiful beach there there's sand can be like this and this is the key to that door is knowing that you are as Eckhart has said the secret to life is knowing that you are the space where everything happens in so that so-called nightmare of life that oh, me and my life and the changing the focus and zooming out and realizing that's just simply happening in the awareness of you the covering up of that 
forgetting that you're watching the movie, that you are not the character playing in the movie. The character of me and my name and my chronological timeline of what happened, my life situation. So all of these movements, you know, stepping into awareness, being covered back into identity, back into awareness, it's all part of the journey there. And at some point there'll be a bit of spaciousness in that play, knowing that it may be needed to, as the egoic energies run its course, the karmic actions are happening that there may be this dance between covering back up into identity and waking back up into the now. And of course it's it is life challenging us, knowing what is needed. And all of this it's not nothing's by accident. Everything's very precise. And it's all there, as I understand it. It's part of the serving you to awaken. It's so the so-called going back into identity is not a a failure in a sense. It's part of that. Maybe what's needed in, in going back into identity again. There may be a deeper coming out of it into awakening, and there may be a longer stay in the present moment, and then back in. Perhaps you may need to go, and then coming out for an even longer stint <laughs> in the wakeful state and it might be like this but it's knowing that life is here to awaken you there isn't no longer the sharpness the, the desire burning desire of freedom when perhaps a suffering recedes in the mind but there's a subtle knowing that that you're home again this is who you are
there doesn't need to be any reason to remain in the now it's just a recognition of oh, this is simply what is and there may not be a huge experience that sometimes can happen with coming out from the pain the contrast of being in deep pain and pain body to suddenly being in the spaciousness of now there's a very subtle use the word joy there so it's not the fleetingness of happiness that comes and goes that it's just a a natural sense of joy that's very subtle that that doesn't rely on anything it's just its own the self-knowing it has that quality that natural joy just as a fragrance of a flower has has its own scent that the fragrance of your true nature is this endless emanation of joy vibration of joy everything is very light and clear of identity recedes just like the tide going out it may come back in at some point again to bring to invite you back into identity but at some point it will recede again it can no longer stand in the light of consciousness line that was mentioned before disappears there is no one foot in one foot out you're just simply in the now and the line may come up as a very in the background it may may still be aware of it to pull of that but it is no longer destabilizing you no longer off balance trying to stay in the now 
or just simply firmly anchored in the oneness Everything else can almost a, seem like it was a dream. The dream of me and my life. And now you are awake again. episode to a close almost sense that it would be nice if I had a bell <laughs> that sometimes the that would be preferable in this moment to have a bell to end the episode instead of having to say my usual outro <laughs> maybe that's something I'll consider I don't tend to enjoy the these little bits of having to say hello at the start and sometimes it's nice to say welcome and but the the ending of the episode sometimes it's it can feel a bit like a bit empty sometimes to say the same thing just as a bit of a placeholder to end the episode so I can understand the bell to end it <laughs> a wordless uh, and a beautiful way to end so maybe that's something I'll uh, <laughs> we've got, there's a funny thought happening here as well about sometimes I can sense that the way I'm talking is perhaps similar to how Eckhart may talk um, of course I listened to a lot of his videos in the past and I'm sure that's influenced how I how I am talking now and how I'm sort of conveying the, the pointings of the present moment and I, obviously if you've watched Eckhart's YouTube videos it it starts with a bell <laughs> But maybe it's okay for me to to borrow that as well, not to worry if I uh, become um, imitating that. <laughs> Obviously, of course, other teachers have the the bell as well. Many very useful. It's very, um, something that can signal something but also it doesn't go into the mind it's not nothing for the mind to add when the bell is sounded it's a beautiful um, 
almost inviting into presence, like the alarm clock of, of who you are. Thank you for joining me. I wish you well and I'll meet you again in the now in the in the next episode. <laughs> Take care.